Welcome to the 51st episode of the Invincibly Supermassive Comic Book Podcast of Stuff. I'm Tony Guerrero, the editor-in-chief of ComicVine.com. And with me is someone that I should have had on long ago, but I thought he's just like super busy because he's always busy doing really cool things. We have Francis Manipal. Yeah, finally. It's <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's like that pretty girl nobody asks out. Just they assume that she's too busy. Well, no, let's, see, let's we'll just blame Brian. <laughs> Brian's like, like, oh no, don't get Francis on because you know he he wanted to be on more often. So, yeah, well, that's that's all right. He can he can take some of the the limelight. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's plenty to go around. Yeah. So, so how are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Just uh, officially wrapped up twenty five today. Oh man, so how's that feel? Uh I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Has it I sunk mean, in yet? Uh, I feel like 25 was an encore, you know, like 24. Yeah. We we exited the stage and then they're like, encore, one more. And then we come back and then we do 25. And then, you know, we get off the stage. And then in, in, in theory, there's another encore, you know. I mean, Brian's coming in to do three more issues solo, so... This is the longest goodbye ever. Yeah. Now, I mean, it, by the time we actually leave, people are just going to actually be sick of us. No, no, that's never going to happen. <laughs> uh, so, the Flash. This is the the most, according to Comic Vine's um, database, this is the most issues you've done on a single series. Really? Because um, the next one is Witchblade. It says you've done twenty three. Yeah, issues. That sounds about right. So. Um, I think this might be. I don't know if this is off a little bit. So it, it says you've done twenty five issues of the Flash. Hmm, I feel like it's more than that. Well, there's okay. There's been twenty five plus a zero issues. That's twenty six, and then the two annuals. But then the well, like the is, second is that, annu- is that not counting the uh, the pre fifty two Flash? Yeah, that that that's just this volume. Yeah, so it's not counting the other Flash. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's and this also include, good, includes like if if you just did the cover, mm, like okay. like like the annual. Actually, no, I don't know if that the annual might be separate. Anyways, th- this is the most the longest you've been on one book. Yeah, I, I think that sounds about right. I feel like I've been in and around the Flash for I don't know. It feels like half a decade. I'm sure it's only been like three years or something, but. So now you're going to slow things down a little since you're not going to be doing a speedster. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's detectives going to be much more methodical. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, when, when you launch a new property, I think I'm sure everybody felt this way. Everything was coming really fast at everybody. You know, we're, it's a brand, it's literally a brand new world, right? Mm-hmm. And it sort of felt like uh have you ever seen that movie with Nicole Kidman and 
Tom Cruise where they're like Irish settlers and they got to like race on the horse to try to plant the flag to get a land. Yeah. A piece of land. I can't remember I, what that's called. Not, I can't remember either. But it's not Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> no. Is no. it Far and Away? Uh, that, yeah, I think that's it. it. It honestly, yeah. You know what? That's what it felt like when we started the New 52. We were all on a horse and they said, go, go. And then we just just start galloping, trying to claim some land. And then, you know, as we get to certain places, you know, it's like, no, this one's reserved for that guy. That's reserved for this guy. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do this. Oh, wait, you got to change this. But all at the same time, you're you're galloping like, you know, at 40, 50 miles an hour trying mm-hmm. to trying to stay ahead of the deadline while the ship kept changing, you know. So I, I guess the one good thing is you won't have people asking you where Wally's at anymore. No, but as Brian pointed out, that at conventions, it seemed like the, the next we replaced that with uh, where's Stephanie Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but we'll, I guess Scott answered that, so yeah, you know, I think we'll be okay. So, so now people start asking you, "Where's Cassandra Kane?" Yeah, that's true. So but, move. but we can just say, "I'll ask Scott." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because before it was like, uh, "Ask Dan." <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, that's when we just go. Oh, I'm sure Scott has plans for her. Yeah. When when the story is right, or when the right story comes along, I think that's always been the. There you the, go. The, you know what, what you say. You're getting pretty good at this. Yeah. So the, the, going back to the Flash, so zero year was it? Was it weird going back and telling a story? Because you know, like you said, it's, it's kind of it, it was like your encore. Yeah, I think you just okay, got to yeah. start over okay. with the next question. Uh, so going back to the Flash 25. Um, so you, you mentioned this was like your encore, yet you're actually going further back, further than the zero issue. Until, you know, obviously Barry's, or I'm assuming he's not going to have any powers since it's going back. Although I guess. No, uh, no powers. Yeah. Um, this predates issue zero. Well, I mean, you know, Barely, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't predate the scenes where he's like, you know, a 10 year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's definitely what, what it's about is uh, more or less Barry after having just graduated from police academy and with this disaster happening in, in Gotham City, you know, they sort of issue a call to arms into neighboring cities, more or less asking for help. And Barry went over there to see what he can do. You know, being a young guy, it's a great experience for him to see what it's like, right? And um, so the, the whole story is, uh, revolves around this, this one particular case that Barry is trying to solve before he's got to go back to Central City. And uh, along the way, he, he meets Iris West, who is also in Gotham around that time. And uh, we see the beginning of, of that relationship. You know, I mean, I think we've always alluded that there was something between Barry and Iris in the past. And this sheds a little bit of light into that. Hmm. Have you ever um, officially given a position if you're Team Patty or P- Team Iris? Uh, I have not. And are you ever? Not. Or, or is that? I th- well, I think Brian is Team Patty because we had established it. Um, it's it's really tough to say because as as a longtime fan of the Flash, you know. 
you feel a little bit I feel a little bit bound to continuity in mm-hmm. that, you know. You know, and, and sometimes I do have tendencies to you know, fall for, uh, you know, quote unquote destiny, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's not reality. No one's destined to be with anybody, but in comic books, they certainly can be. And, you know, a part of me feels that, yeah, you know, he's destined eventually to be with Iris, but, but that said, you know, I think Patty has a very compelling reason to be the one with Barry. And I think that that's what we try to do in our stories. It's, I don't really know what, what to compare it to because they're both characters that I equally love, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. It, it depends. I, I think for me, it changes day by day. You know I mean? I think if I was working on the book as I'm writing, you know, a scene with Patty, of course, I'm going to say Patty, because you have to be in the pocket, you know, you have to stay within that zone that this is the character and you want to write it that way. You know, and then, of course, every time Iris comes in, you you struggle internally, like, ah, oh, this is this is who he's supposed to be with. And uh, maybe it's better that I'm I was maybe it was better that I was conflicted who he was supposed to be with, because then, you know there's this sense of anything might happen. It, it is the new 52. He may never end up with Iris. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we may never know. I mean, it could be, could be 10 years and then maybe there's another crisis or something. Sure. I mean, you know, uh, Peter Parker was with Gwen Stacy for a long time. So in, in theory, Mary Jane is new, yeah. right? Yeah. Nobody's saying he shouldn't be with Mary Jane. So, yeah. And that's what I always say you know, when, when people complain about, you know, the, the lack of Wally, where I'm like, you know, this is a new universe. And, you know, it, it could be five years, 10 years, you know, where until, you know, we see these missing characters like, you know, Donna Troy and, you know, all the other ones. So sure. When when the right story comes along, he'll be back. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, I I'm myself, you know, I'm in I'm a reader. I'm in this for the long haul. You know, I'm not. I'm not looking for like a, like a quick, like, give me everything now. Sure. And then, you know, it, it's, it's all out there. And then, you know, there's, there's nothing to, to lead up to. There's nothing left. Where do you go from there? Yeah. So, so even though I'd like to have stuff, you know, those certain things that we were expecting that we think should happen, I'd like to you know, see some, like, you know, obviously like, like uh, Stephanie Brown, you know, I, I, you know, been waiting and waiting. She's finally coming. So it's like, okay, you know, it's just, we have to be patient and, Keep our fingers crossed and all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this- well, I mean, you know, as it's I don't know, it's really weird. You know, uh, sometimes it's it's one of those things where I think we're we're comforted by knowing what's going to happen. You know, more or less everything resets back to what we once knew, mm-hmm. and it, there's something comforting about that. But at the same time, it's it's boring. Yeah, you know. Now, uh, I I know I'm assuming you have like no involvement at all. But what what are your thoughts with the the, the TV show? Like like as a, as a fan, as a as a former writer and artist, what like what what are you looking for or hoping for? Uh well, I mean, it would be great if they used some of our our scenes because maybe that means they'll they'll give us money. <laughs> 
Um, no, seriously, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm excited about it. I mean, I think everybody is excited about seeing a character they've worked on for many years come to, you know, quote unquote, come to life on the screen. Right. And you know what it is? I, I feel like it's no different than I'm really excited and curious about, you know, the next incoming team on the book. You know, you're curious what they're going to do with the character. Right. Yeah. Um, I think when you spend so much time with, with these characters, you you start growing a bit of a not an ownership. You know, I don't want to say that that they're my characters. You know, nobody else screw them up or whatever. But you know, you 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 get a sense of uh, it's almost like you're 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 a mother to these things, and you feel a little bit protective over them. So you're kind of you're kind of curious. You're cautiously optimistic that everything will be all right. You know. Now. Um, are, are are you one? I mean, will you like check in to see what's going on, or because? Yeah, I think I, I probably will. Because because I, I think it's Marv Wolfman. I um because I, I I did a, a quick interview with him one time, and and I think he he's like he's like when I'm off the book, I'm or you know I I don't go back and check. You know, he's like, which I I, I guess you know I, I guess I don't know. It would be weird thinking like like if if I ever left Comic Vine. And then thinking was like like oh I, you know what's what are they doing without me, or, or sure. I, I guess when I left teaching even you know it's, it's like it's weird to think like someone else is in my classroom now, and you know sure you know it's that, it's like that ex girlfriend that you're like oh let's look on Facebook see what they're up to yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, but then I guess other people are just like like nope like just cut cut it off and don't look back sure. So sure, uh, he, you know I'm I'm not sure. I mean I'm trying to think of what I did. Um, last time I was on a book for, for a really long time. Um, I think it's going to depend on the, on the, on the creators, but that said, you know, I mean, here's the honest truth. When, when a book of mine comes out, I don't, I don't look at it, you know, mm-hmm. I, I really don't. Um, I feel that, you know, when, after we finished writing and drawing it and going through the letters and going through letter revisions, I feel like I read the book, like, a hundred times. So when the comic comes out, I, I don't look at it, you know? Um, I used to just to see how, how it printed so that we can make adjustments with the colors and stuff like that, you know? But, uh, now I, I just feel that when I, when I read it and I look at it, all I see are the faults and, and the only way for me to, to not feel, you know, bummed out about my shortcomings is to just keep moving and then just, keep working on the next thing you know if i screwed up in the last issue i'll just do try to do my best on the next one and you know that's that's a problem with, with looking at at your issues is that you yeah i think most artists and, and writers will look at it and, and all all we're going to see is our faults we're, we're never going to be able to look at it and say you know hey it isn't too bad and, you know i think you know books that i looked at years later you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I was a little bit hard on myself. This wasn't too bad at all. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but, so but I, at this point, you know, it's still, still too close. So I guess you can say comic creators have issues. Sure. We have lots of issues. <laughs> and some more than others when, you know, if they're on a issue yeah. or in a series for long. Uh, you know. There you go. <laughs> that's that's uh, like a, man, bad. that's so deep. No, it's not bad. It's, <laughs> Okay, so that that you hung up. It was so bad. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I was really offended by the question. <laughs> um, 
Okay. Um, let's see. Talking about looking at, I'm looking at your wiki page on on Comic Vine. So, wh- what what did you do on Witchblade? Because I wasn't aware of. Because I, I see you've done some. Did you just do covers or did you do interiors? No, I did. I did interiors. I actually even wrote two issues uh, of Witchblade, um, but it was completely uncredited uh because i i don't i don't remember what it was whether they didn't want to pay me or something i didn't care i just wanted the opportunity to write yeah so because yeah, i there you go i know in fact oh there we go um you so you you we you came up with everything you're the creator of witchblade but you didn't I, no i would never <laughs> claim that i have too much respect for michael turner yeah. so i mean that's the thing uh, i you know i started reading it when it first came out and then um I don't, I don't know if I got past like around the twenties or so, and, um, and and then I I stopped reading because you know part of it is you know it it seemed like a lot of of you know her clothes kept getting ripped off and you know it was, was kind of not necessarily cheesecake aspect of it you know because she's got this sure. metallic thing and and then so I don't know how things progressed after that because I was just you know and it was also at a time when. You know, there's just like so many comics coming out that, you know, I was just like trying to cut mm-hmm. back. But then uh, it was into Ron Mars's run where I, I started reading, you know, picking up. So I, I completely, totally missed all the stuff sure. that you did on that. So I, I could have missed like the best stuff in Witchblade ever. Uh, well, we did what we could. I think I, I really enjoyed working with David Wall on that book. And, you know, we, we took over after Paul Jenkins and Kucha. And, you know, the book was, you know, clearly it wasn't as popular as it was when it had started. You know, it was the the times were changing when we took over, you know, Mm -hmm. there was this shift in the industry. And I felt it was a really strange time to be on that book because when Paul Jenkins and Koo were working on it, it was very much a detective book and, you know, her clothes barely ripped off. Mm-hmm. So it it was already shifting, but you know the the perception of the book was almost too large for for people to shake off. And it, what's interesting about that is the entire time I was working on Witchblade, aside from the cover, the cover was definitely a gimme for them. Like, sure, I'll do sexy covers, mm-hmm. but the the interior not once did her clothes her clothes were ever ripped off not once it yeah. was the the armor always came over her clothes you know at, at no point did it ever rip off and it was interesting you know you you read reviews and people are like oh it's surprising that's not cheesecakey or you know people would say ah, i don't want to give it a chance it's a cheesecake book and you know it, it was really interesting because you know here we were david and i trying to to continue with what paul had, and ku were doing which having it be more of a detective action adventure and you know unfortunately people just perceived it as a teeny book so not to be cheeky i felt like if that's what people thought it was and that's what people wanted uh i did it i finally ripped off her clothes in the very very last issue i drew but there was a very very good reason for it to rip off right mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it, it was a little bit of a here you go. If this is what you guys think it is and this is what you guys want, here you go. I'm done. You know? And 
on on one hand, you could say, oh, you know, you you gave up, right? Because you were staying the course and not doing it. But, you know, it was kind of done with a bit of a a tongue-in-cheek when we finally did, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, people are going to be thinking what they want to think. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, and there's, there's nothing against it because, you know, obviously there are people that, that like that and, you know, that, sure. that, that's fine. Sure. Um, I mean, like, like for me, I just, you know, I, I had to make, make the cut somewhere and, you know, so I just stopped reading sure. And then, you know, like I said, and when, once I saw Ron Mars, that, that the book wasn't that perception that I had. And obviously, you know, what you're saying is, you know, it wasn't like that for some time. It um, wasn't like that for a long time. You know, I felt that, you know, with Ron did a, a great job. But, you know, I think people sort of, um, you know, talking as if that prior to him it was a, a, a complete tna book it, you know it was that wasn't really the case it, it had been a detective book for a very long time before ron took over you know it's it's just um you know braun ron brought in a certain prestige to it and you know i think people you know it's like he was a, a white knight coming in to save the day but you know we, we were doing all right yeah. But. Um, now, the, the I think the first time, which you know, I guess I was late to the game. The first time I really noticed you was in Superman, Batman. So when you did issue sixty, right? That was what when it was like that that weird mashup universe. Oh, that was so much fun. That was so much fun to do. Yeah, and and yeah, because you guys got to create. There's like Doomstroke. It was like Doomsday and Deathstroke. Yeah, my my favorite though is Aquaborg. That was <laughs> awesome. The, the funny thing is, I'm I'm looking out. There's actually there's a page on Comic Vine. There's there's like no information, but someone created a page for Aquaborg. You know, when we were coming up with characters to mix and match, he was our favorite. And in the original design, in that bowl where uh, where his head was. You know, it's obviously filled with water. We actually had fish in there. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, that's too ridiculous. That's too ridiculous. And, you know, our argument was like, are, are you kidding? This is already a ridiculous story. That's the whole point of it. You know, but I guess they wanted to, to keep a certain decorum to the title. <laughs> but I don't know. We, we were just having a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed working with... Uh, with the two Michaels on that, they were they were fantastic. Yeah, because the funny thing is, uh, with with this series, like for for me, you know, because when when it, it it started, you know, it, it was like in continuity, and you know, because that that's where they introduced Supergirl and everything like that, mm-hmm. and then eventually, like the series, it it, it seemed like it it kind of started going like out of continuity, where it's just like the stories happen when they happened. Sure. And, sure. and, and again, I, I got to the point where just some of them where I'm just like, like, eh, you know, I don't know if, if it, I don't want to say that like the story didn't matter, but it like didn't have an impact on the, you know, the overall continuity. So I was just like, like, I don't know about the series and I was like sticking through with it. But I remember, um, I did, I don't know if, if it was a cover that, that just really grabbed me. Cause then I was, I was like, mm-hmm. Whoa, I was like, who's this Francis Manipool guy? Uh, well, you know, I, 
I appreciate that. It, it sounds like uh, whenever I come in, you you basically more or less drop the book. No, that's 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 <laughs> what I, I I picked up. I was I was like, I, I got to read this. Cause, cause I, yeah. I, I okay. even re- reviewed that issue, but um, I'm uh, trying to look at it. It's, it's I like, just think it's it's kind of funny. No, I mean, I I think that's the that's the tough thing about uh, you know, with what comic readers want. On, on one hand, they want standalone stories, and that's what they say they want. They don't want any crossovers and continuities. But uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, that people do want continuity. People do want these crossovers you know yeah and they they want stories that like you said matter and and if it's not in continuity there's people feel that they don't yeah it's so funny because especially like whenever we announce like a marvel you know marvel it seems like marvel does more crossovers in dc and it's it's like whenever it's announced people are like like oh no that you know they're, they're like they get angry yeah, <laughs> but, but it's like they're they're still buying it because you know you you look at the sales charts or whatever you know you know people mm-hmm. were buying uh, you know Age of Ultron they were buying Avengers vs X Men even though I'm seeing all these and and again it's not everyone I guess it's it's that that vocal minority that that sure. feels like it's everyone but it's really not and it's it's like well, yeah yeah people people like that stuff yeah well I mean the thing with crossovers is that big events. Uh, Readers will will look at that and say, you know, something catastrophic or something, you know, status, you know, some big status quo is going to change in these crossovers. And I don't want to not be in the know. Right. So I think people some people begrudgingly purchase these books wanting to make sure that they know what the new status quo is when, in fact, we we all know it's going to be reset back to how it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes people lose sight of the fact that, you know, you have to be able to judge the merit of a book based on whether it was a good story, you know, whether they they enjoyed it. And I think we're in an industry where it's really interesting because you have people that enjoy stories and, and enjoy them for what they are. And then you have people that, you know, readers, I guess, that, that feel that these things are, are information to keep attaining and downloading into your brain. You know, it's like people want to know what, what a new, you know, what, what the new changes to the character. Did his arms get cut off? Did, you know, is he married? Is he not married? You know what I mean? Like these, these big changes, because, you know, people grow up with these characters and they want to see them through these, these major uh, monumental uh, changes in, in their life, you know? So, so you know, on one hand, you, you understand that, right? Yeah. But it doesn't always mean that it's a good story, but, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm sometimes a stickler for continuity, but at the same time, like, there's a um, Marvel Knight Spider-Man, so the second issue just came out, and, yeah. and you know, so that, you know, Matt Kent's writing it, and, and uh, Marco Rudy's drawing it, and totally out of continuity you know it's 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 peter parker and you know so it, it, but the the nice thing about that I, I guess it's it's a nice change of pace where it's like here's a story that i don't have to worry about anything else going on so you know sometimes having those so i i totally get when superman batman went that way or like batman sure. confidential it's like you know here's a book that you can just pick up 
and not have to worry about you know eighteen other books. Sure, absolutely. Um, and you know, Marco did a phenomenal job on that. Like, you know, like my, my goodness, it's like he, how, how many different styles does he have? You know, well, what's awesome is that you know he lives here in Toronto, and he would come by the studio and, and show some of the pages, right? You know, that's that's the great thing about the art community in Toronto. We're all pretty pretty close to each other, so we're pretty well aware of what everybody's doing what kind of shifts they're doing and everyone's sort of influenced by everybody you know everyone's kind of uh indirectly competing so to speak but you know like a friendly competition (laughs) right but yeah that's fantastic book fantastic yeah Yeah. i'm so bummed that i didn't go to fan expo yeah it's uh you know it's 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 a show I was, I was I was so close to going. I mean, <laughs> I, I was going to go and everything, but then you know, part of it one was I had to get my my passport, and yeah, it was just a whole you know, it's like you know, mailing it out or, or you know, you don't going. have a passport. Oh, well, mine expired because I, I haven't. I think the last time I used it was like two thousand five. I think it was, it was uh-huh. right right when I I, I gave <laughs> the funny thing is right when I gave up eating meat when I became a vegetarian. Really? Even though now I'm, I guess I'm more of a pescatarian because I'll eat, you know, occasional fish and stuff like fish. that just to, sure. to get more protein because, you know, there's no, I, I'm, I'm like the worst vegetarian because I hate like grilled vegetables and stuff like that. And how, how do you survive? Well, I mean, there, the, I always say like the, the fake meat technology has improved. So, you know, there, mm. there's a lot of like, you know, soy products that are I, you know, kind of processed. So, you know, you got to sure. kind of watch how much of that you eat as well. But there's some some good fake stuff that that tastes real. Yeah, I've had fake chicken before for butter chicken, and uh, if I didn't know it was fake, I would have just said this chicken's a little bit rubbery. You yeah, know? yeah. Could've so, me. so the last is like we went to Cancun and we were at a place. It was all inclusive, and um, so that was like my last hurrah. It's like okay, I'm mm-hmm. gonna eat as much meat, whatever, and then <laughs> then when we go back to California, that's it, no more. And, and were you able to stick with that? Yeah, I, I've never cheated once. I mean, part of it. Oh, good for you. I, I'm afraid that if, if I did like eat some bacon or like a steak, that my intestines would just explode and it would you be like, nasty. Would probably get sick. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and the, the the main reason it started is is my daughter was always a vegetarian. You know, we we kind of raised her because when she was born, my wife decided to become a vegetarian. So we, mm-hmm. we kind of raised my daughter that way, but then we always left the choice up to her. But like sure. right from an early age, she's like, she's like, it, it's it's a an animal, it's a living, you know. I can't eat this, you know. That that's sure. she's she's blown away. She doesn't judge other people like when she's at school or friends, you know, have a bologna sandwich. Or, you know, she's mm-hmm. just she would never do it, but you know, she doesn't try guilt tripping them or anything like that. No, definitely. So, yeah, so I was still eating meat, and then you know, hiding it. And then, you know, a little more, it's like, it's like, oh, this is, this is tofu. You know, it's, it's fake. It's not a real fish or anything like that. But now she knows that I'll eat fish and, and mm-hmm. you know, she's like, eh. But <laughs> every once in a while I was like, you want some? She's like, no. She like looks at me like I'm crazy. But yeah, so, so that, anyways, that's the last time I, I used my passport and it just expired. So I have to renew it. And then I was just wasn't sure. Cause I, I was, I was like looking, it seemed like, like the, the, the confirmed list of guests it, it was it was like there's there's not a whole lot of people there, so then I was I was like well maybe you know I won't go because I was going to take one of my my freelancers I was like well maybe the money that I, I we would have spent I'll 
apply that more towards New York. And then, then my boss is like, like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And then it was like right after that, it's like, now this person's going to be there and this person, this person. So, so yeah, maybe next year I should really shoot for that. And then yeah, spend yeah, an extra day yeah, or so and uh, hang out with you or something. Sure. Well, you know, Toronto's a great city. The, the good thing about it is um, the convention is smack dab in you know in downtown toronto similar to um you know G- the show that you guys have there the one that the jim dimonakis uh runs um emerald city oh, yeah. con uh i guess in the, over there in the west coast I, I it's i don't know if you've been it's yeah. right it's right downtown you walk out there's everything that you want to see you know so it's it's very easy to double it up as a, a pseudo vacation i guess you yeah. know that that's the funny thing about the Seattle one, um, Emerald City. So I last year or this year was my my first year going to that that convention, mm-hmm. um, and then in August I went to PAX, which is you know a big video game convention at the same place. Yeah, it was so weird because it was so dark because you know they they it's it's darker so you can see the, the video screens and everything like that. So it, sure. it was weird being in a convention hall that was bright with with you know comic people and then going back when it's all video game stuff i mean yeah that, that's a it's a huge uh i guess mind shift yeah because I, I was like i was like this is where brian's table was because I, I i hung out there because it was brian <laughs> brian and kyle were like like right next to each other sort of and then yeah and, and then james tynan so i was like like it's weird i mean there's still cosplayers and you know but more they were more video game characters that they're addressed at sure so. sure so that was weird. Yeah, but yeah, I, I definitely have to go to the fan. Yeah, I think it's a, it's it's a again, you know, there's there's a lot of good people that that come up, and uh, honestly, I think the location in, in the city of Toronto is is what sells it. Yeah, I think that's why people come back is their their affinity for the city. It's it's like a manageable New York is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not it's not too overwhelming. Now, what's the weather like right now? Ah, oh, well, right now it's pretty cold. You wouldn't <laughs> want to be coming now. Yeah, so I'm used to like like in in San Francisco where you know sometimes it's it's always overcast and everything, and um, it's it's like in the the mid 60s right now. So it's, it's sure. Like, well, not, if not it bad. makes you feel better, it's the same here, only probably a lot colder. <laughs> um, I'm still thinking. I like that idea of, of doing a road trip. And and having like Brian drive. <laughs> well, you better get on that passport then. Well, because we we talked about that. Like, if if we went to Fan Expo, and I and I think you said like you know you would you know think about about doing it. I, f- I forget how it started, but then Brian's like, oh no, I I can't go. I got to do this other show or something. So. Yeah, yeah. I I think I forgot what show he ended up going to, but he regretted it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But we, we see we we could totally do it, do a road trip and 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 um, what's the word I'm looking? Document it all. Sure. Do like like the adventures of you know. Like, there you go. People you would want to see that. G man and 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 Booch. And yeah. and you. Sure, I'll, I'll be. Uh, or or what about I'll, I'll be like the the guy in Amazing Race where I just pop in every now and then. And I'll be like, oh, you guys are doing all right. Just got one more leg to go, and then I'll hop on a plane and go home, and you guys can, you know, yeah, drive but, another ten, fifteen hours. But but 
<laughs> you're you're used to doing the you know going on all over the place. You know, not, yeah, not not this year though. You know, I think this year I ex well, I I sort of feel a little bit like a liar because I I promised myself I wouldn't do any conventions uh, all of. 2013 i ended up doing a couple but you know the, the circumstances uh were, were a little bit different where i was already going to be in the area so to speak around these things so i you know decided to go but you know i think in 2014 i'll probably jump back into the convention pool i just i just needed a break yeah you know i think the 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 toll of, of writing and, and and drawing is it's it's a lot of work, mm -hmm. you know. I, I, I felt like um, I, I literally felt like I was extremely close to being burnt out. If if I if not, I, I may have even burnt out at some point during certain spots of, of uh, working on the book. But you know, it's 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 a job, so you know we were able to power through. But it was still extremely physically and emotionally taxing, mm -hmm. you know. So I just felt that I had to give something up. And conventions were, you know, the the easiest thing to to drop. I guess yeah. you know, easy in that on paper it didn't make any sense. But you know, you it, it kind of sucks because you know I, I don't get to see some of the friends that, that I only see ever so often at these things, and and you do start falling a little bit out of the loop you know you're not quite really sure what's going on and you know you more or less go back to being just just the guy working on the book and and not really thinking about that stuff which is which is good you know it, it gives you a little bit of perspective but you know definitely looking to to jump back in next year yeah well i was actually referring more to your your beast legends days oh yeah that's, going all that's over the place Oh, the, well, man, that was that was too much, though. That was too much. Because you were okay. working on the other Flash. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, my, my day was getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning, and then we would get ready and then start shooting during the day and wrap up before dinner, and then I would draw until, like, you know, anywhere between 2 to 4 in the morning, and then I'd sleep for a couple hours, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. And it was just just too much. So I, what I actually started doing was I started doing Batman hours. You know, uh, I'd get up at five, work on the show, and we would shoot until dinner. And then, you know, I'd eat dinner, and then I'd, I'd go to bed right away. I'd be in bed by, like, anywhere between 8 and 10 a.m. And then I'd set my alarm clock up for, like, 1 a.m., and I'd get, get up, and I would you know, get put in four hours or so of drawing. And then by the time 6 a.m. rolls and we're all supposed to meet, you know, I've had like half a day already going on. So when I'm meeting them, it's it's breakfast to them. But to me, it felt like lunch. You know, uh -huh. it was uh, extremely, extremely taxing. But at the same time, it was a very, very exciting time. Mm -hmm. You know, I was I was working on this TV show, I was in a place that I never thought I, I would never have thought in a million years I would be doing that, you know, and at the same time, you know, the flash is a favorite of mine. I've been asking for a chance to draw this book for 
years, years, you know. And when the opportunity came up, they both came up at the exact same time. And, you know, I was, I was greedy. I said yes to both. But I think, you know, we, I, I managed as, as best as I could in, in, in terms of keeping everything going. And I think, you know, if there's one thing that I think I'm, I'm you know, somewhat proud of is, is uh, the, the ability to, to always deliver the work when it needed to be delivered, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's do some questions. Um, sure. So this is from the the Facebook page for the show. So Sam Burgess, um, well, first he says, just try and get as many details as you can about his detective run, and I'll be happy. Um, but then later he says, will it be all about Batman? Any chance there will be a bigger focus on Gordon, Bullock, etc.? I'm a huge fan of Gotham Central. Mm, okay, Um well, in that case, I'll give him as little as possible. <laughs> no. Because uh, um, I think Brian you know, said you guys were kind of going like a de- more detective route. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, obviously, the you know, I, I didn't ask for Batman to not have Batman not be the focus of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, but that said... Um, like Brian had mentioned and we had mentioned uh, numerous times is that the focus will be on detecting, you know, it is, you know, it's, it's on the nose, but the book is called detective comics. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, it's, it sounds elementary, but that's really what it should be about. And that's what we're going to be focusing on. And, um, you know, right now, some of our, our main focus is really, delving into Batman and, and Bruce and really pulling him into this world of, uh, of murder and, and intrigue and more or less pushing him both as, as Batman and, and, and Bruce. You know, uh, I, I'd love to include Jim and Harvey more, um, but there's there's some big things happening for, for with those characters. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how much exactly we'll, we'll be able to include them into our story but you know it's just you know with, with these with things like this especially since we're, we're now playing in in a, in a shared sandlot with, with a bunch of other people you know there's there's some stories that that are going on right now where the train has already left you know yeah. and we have to make do with who's still on the platform you know yeah waiting with us for the next train so you know, I, I guess the, I hate to say it, but the answer is really he'll just have to wait and see mm-hmm. um, no, that, that's how fine. it all turns out. Yeah. Okay. Um, John Rodriguez asks, any chances of a Flash cameo? Uh, or you, you know, it's too we, early to say? It's too early to say, but it's not out of the question. You know, I think... You know, with both of them more or less being a detective, it's just a matter of time before their paths cross again. And with with issue twenty five, you know, we we didn't get a chance to have Batman in there. So I, I'd love to have Bruce and Barry interact sometime in the future. But for now, you know, we we really want to, you know, more or less, you know, make a statement that this is now our new book. 
you know, this is where we're going. This is what we're going to do. And we don't want to rely on, on the crutch of, of our past, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. So when we bring him in, it'll, it'll be it'll be more natural. And I feel like any sooner than a year would be extremely forced. So, you know, we'll, we'll tell that story, you know, when when there's a, a good one that's ready to tell. But wait, isn't isn't the Flash dead? Because the Justice League's dead in Forever Evil. Ah, oh, damn! So, Spoiler. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what you're going to be able to do. Yeah, uh, well, I guess all the books are canceled. Yeah, well, oh, um, here's the other spoiler: we know Batman's alive, of course. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he managed to, to 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 get out of it. He's uh, always alive. He never dies. Yeah. Um, John also says, "What are some of your favorite Batman stories?" Hmm. Uh, there's there's so many you know I obviously the typical ones are you know I, I like Killing Joke um, I really enjoyed um, uh, Batman Ego from Darwin oh, yeah. Cook yeah I, I, I really enjoyed that quite a bit uh, I'm a big 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 fan of um, Eduardo Rizzo and uh, Brian Azzarello so I I, I really enjoyed um, Broken City. I thought that's a it's an awesome awesome book. Um, that's the thing with Batman. There's there's so many. There's been so many great stories, you know. And the interesting thing about it, a lot of these great stories aren't heavily shrouded in continuity. Yeah. You know, they they were just these stories that I don't know whether it encapsulated the, the time, but you know. It was, it, I don't know. There was just something about them. Um, of course, I, I also really enjoyed Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale's uh, The Long Halloween. That was, mm-hmm. that, was, that was really nice. You know, it was a really nice cinematic way to tell a story. Um, you know, of course, uh, Scott's doing a great job yeah. with Batman right now. And, you know, I have to say, I, I also really enjoyed um, Pete Tomasi's uh, Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. You know, I think... I think he flies. The book flies a little bit under the radar, but he he does a fantastic, just amazing job of of uh, the dynamics that Bruce had with Damien. You know, yeah. it's just the, the tension was there, and and the way he told the story it was so meaty. Every time I read it, it, it felt like there was a huge steak in front of me. Or I don't know a huge juicy broccoli waiting for me to bite into. Yeah, there's now, there's, there's no shortage. There's yeah. no shortage of great Batman stories. Now, how does it feel? Because obviously you haven't read everything because there's so much. But like with 75 years of story, and you you and Brian are like, okay, let's do this story. And I mean, it's a matter of hopefully no one's ever done this before. Ah, our story's been done already. <laughs> <laughs> but not not the with your style. Yeah, with your well, your unique vision, as sure as I saw someone put it. Sure, I mean you know every story's been told before. It's just being told from a different perspective. Yeah, you know. Um, I think the the luxury that we have with a character like Batman is everybody. The, a lot of the previous creators have done an amazing job building this world around him. You know. Um, whereas with the flash, we had an opportunity to create that world and, and let it be what we wanted it to be. And with, with Batman, we can actually 
mainly focus on the story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like with the Flash, we spent two three years building this house into the solid foundation, and with Batman, you know, it's it's like we get to go inside and, and, and decorate it and, and plan out where the furniture is going to be. You know, we get to get into the the details of of who Batman is. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean. You know, we're we're not going to top Batman year one. You know, Frank Miller and Mazzucchelli killed it in that book. Mm -hmm. And and everybody's killing it. You know, I feel like with Batman, you're just just trying to tell the best story that you can. And, you know, hopefully people will will remember it um, on top of all the other great Batman stories. And, And that's all it is. You can it can be daunting, but at the same time, you know, you can also look at it in the way that, well, you know, if, if nobody likes it, there's so many other Batman stories. And if it's bad, people will just forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, that won't happen. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's it's just exciting to to be able to be a part of that rich history. You know, I think with, with The Flash, I, I hate to admit it, but I approached that book very much from uh, a perspective of a fan you know I, I was a huge fan of the character and it was something that I wanted so much as, as a fanboy whereas with with Batman it was something that I wanted as as a as an artist and as a writer you know it was something that was going to offer a different challenge mm-hmm. you know and uh, it, I, I just hope it holds up a little bit and you know, with all these other great Batman books coming out, it's all you can really do. And I think we'll we'll do all right. I think so. Yeah, I know so. I got. I believe in you guys. Well, thanks, Tony. <laughs> um, Andrew Tam wants you to talk about your drawing process. He says he finds that interesting. Okay. Uh, um, I don't know specifically what that means because you, you know you've done a couple of the um, mystery art challenge videos. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I I know that's not how you normally would do it because you know that's obviously in a, a faster sure. um, period of time. Um, but I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there, you have anything you can. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of you know, actually working on the comic book, um, the the way me and Brian, uh, the way we like to tell a story is similar to how we're we're talking right now. This is how we do it. We're talking. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll fire up Photoshop and on Skype, we would screen share. And, you know, I, I would use these templates that laid out all 20 pages of a comic book. And from there, as we're talking, I'll, I'll quickly doodle scenes. You know, we're talking stickman stuff that it's really hard to read unless you were part of that conversation and you know what's happening. Right. So we'll, we'll do these these layouts. Um, it, it helps us visually in terms of how the book is going to be paced by doing it that way. And from there, you know, I'll I'll, I'll clean it up a little bit. And uh, from there, we'll after we've done the layouts, uh, we actually write the script after the layouts, which is kind of not exactly the norm, you know. Mm-hmm. So. From there, with the digital layouts, um, I 
I just print them out or I put on my iPad and I, and I prop it by my desk and uh, I'll start drawing them full size. Um, you know, of course, I start out with, with pencils, just roughing the stuff in and then I'll go in and start inking the, the pencils and adding some uh, gray tones with either ink wash or watercolor. You know, I, I really like the the texture that you get from those, you know, I guess, old school tools, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff you could do with, with digital coloring to, to do what I do. But at the same time, I feel that sometimes it lacks a bit of personality, you know. So with these very natural tools, it's it feels a little bit more like you can have a lot of happy accidents with the art. And there's something very organic about it. You know, I was, I'm going to be honest, I'm surprised that it worked with the flash because he's, he's a very sleek and clean character. And I wasn't sure whether it would, the watercolors would go over well with the character simply because I wasn't sure whether it would look muddy or not. But, you know, Brian and I worked through the coloring process to make sure that, that that wasn't the case. And I actually think that this this style would be even more suited for for batman so you know i think it's interesting that you know people are kind of curious about it not fitting the style for batman when i think it actually fits better um and then from there after i do the inks and the watercolors i'll scan them in and um uh so you know it's the artwork is in gray tone and uh, but what I do is I convert them into color and uh, and I'll add a few little tweaks. I'll usually change the the U and saturation of the stuff because I don't I don't like sending my stuff to Brian just in black and white because if you if you put color on black and white or black and gray art, um, it looks really muddy. So I'll actually you know if you go, ever go to my website or my Tumblr or blog or whatever, you, you usually see the process. Whereas, you know, when you see my Instagram, the artwork is in black and white, but whenever you see me put up a scan, you know, it's, it's kind of purplish, it's kind of red, it's got highlights, you know, um, it just helps Brian know what the feel is of that scene. You know, if it's, if it's purple, you know, purple is a really good base tone for a lot of colors. So when he puts his digital coloring on top of that, it, it has a nice, rich um i guess uh it, it just complements it really well and then you know every now and then i'll add a few glows here and there just to indicate to brian where the hot spots are and uh the the bane of my existence though is uh flashes lightning um because uh, i wouldn't i don't do those uh i guess by hand uh in, in a traditional way i do them digitally so, you know, doing that after finishing an issue, going through every single page that he's in the suit and then drawing it digitally, it's a little bit of a pain in the butt, you know, mm. but it's it's the best way to get that effect across, you know. I think I could I could draw it on the paper, but it just doesn't look as as clean and it doesn't look as um as vibrant as as when I do it digitally. Um and then from there Brian goes ahead and, and colors it. So it's, it's kind of a long process w- when it's described, but, you know, I'm usually juggling all three at the same time as the pages cycle through uh, different um, times of uh, progression and, and finish, you know? Mm-hmm. That's cool. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's like another reason why I would like to visit your, your studio just to, to see. Because, you know, I, I've seen, you know, your stuff on Instagram and it's it's always, you know, especially when you when you do the stages. Like, uh, you recently did, um, and that, I guess it wasn't that recently, but the, the Shazam, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Where where you mm-hmm. you did that that um, sketch for a friend or something like that and yeah just the, the whole process you just and I was just like hanging out like every picture is like wow and then you do the next one and the next one and that that's that, that's the the amazing thing is just seeing it happen. Thanks. Yeah. Um, no, it's 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 fun to see that. You know, I mean, I I feel the same way when you see Jim Jim Lee post some of his pencils and his layouts and, and then, you know, Scott throwing down the inks. It's, it's fun. You know, those are the things that's, that's exciting. It's like getting to watch the DVD extras before the movie even comes out. It's, it's exciting yeah. for me. And I think it's exciting for, 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 for everybody. And it, it just lets people in on, on the process and it, it just shows how much work really goes into these, these pages, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, Sean Wagner says, do you plan on making a cover so awesome that Brian Bucciolato won't be able to resist getting a tattoo of it? Hmm. I don't know if there's anything. I, I, you know, I, I never, I never thought about that, but now I'm going to have to, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny when, when he got that tattoo, you know, I was I literally got a tattoo literally, I, I think, like a week or two before he got his, unbeknownst to, to each other. And that's why I think we work really well together. I think we're, we're operating in, in a very simpatico kind of way, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just something that, that we both wanted to get done, and it was completely separate. You know, mine's a little bit more... It's a little bit more representative, and his is is, is a, a little bit more, um, you know, factual. <laughs> but it's uh, you know, it's it's an it's an honor. You know, anytime somebody puts my artwork on their body, it's 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 extremely flattering. Because I mean, you know, your your body is your temple, I guess, right? You know, yeah. you're you're gonna have to live with that for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think the the flash and working on the flash was something that changed brian and i's life you know for for better or worse i guess you know mostly for the better you know i think it was a it was a big 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 step for both of us in in our career and it's something that i don't think we'll we'll ever forget and you know i'm I'm thinking of my next tattoo and and i think i would want it to be flash related as well but I i have a really cool idea of what i want Unfortunately, it's probably going to be one of those things that's going to take like a year to finish. But mm, yeah. that's uh, interesting. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, uh, I guess. I guess so. If, if you decide to share, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, it will be interesting. I mean, as, as long as as Brian doesn't, you know, draw like a bat symbol on his chest, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think I won't. I won't feel so bad. Yeah, you know. Um. You kind of touched on this a little bit, but Sean also said, how much of a difference will it be for you to transition from action scenes at super speeds to more hand-to-hand combat? Um, I, I don't think it'll be that big of a transition. I think, you know, whenever I got a chance, you you would see Barry, you know, get into fistfights here and there with a couple of blocks and stuff. 
Um, I think what's exciting about it is I don't have to worry about drawing the the lightning trails and all that <laughs> stuff. You know, I can just I can just draw it with, with with clarity and you know what's it's actually more exciting for uh my my friend and trainer uh uh ryan um he's a muay thai instructor and you know when he was looking at a at a page of the flash and um barry did this you know jab counter and knee combo and he's like he was freaking out because he's like, oh, man, that's what I was teaching you. you know? <laughs> so, you know, I think you'll probably just see more of the kind of stuff that that Ryan tells us what to do, you know, just because I, I want it to be as, I guess, realistic as possible um, with, with, with the fight scenes. And, uh, you know, I to be quite honest, I never even really thought about it that much. A lot of the things that I'm, I'm really excited about drawing is the city of Gotham itself. You know, I think yeah. there's a lot of really dramatic lighting that you can play with. And that's the thing about working on, on the character uh, of Batman is, is the, the city uh, is plays a really integral part to, to the character. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's such a, a juicy, juicy thing to tackle as, as an artist, you know? Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I, I kind of noticed it with, with Scott Snyder's how where Gotham is is like another character in the book. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think it always has been and I think yeah. writers that that do it that way it 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 just helps you understand it better. It helps you understand Batman. Yeah. You know, I think understanding Gotham helps you understand Batman. I think that's why it works really well when you do that. Yeah. Um Samuel Oakden Oh, he you answered this. He he said he's looking forward to what you guys are doing in Detective. Any chance of Flash making a guest appearance? So you answered that. Um, Sam Burgess, another question: Are you going to give Bruce a love interest like Barry? I don't think he means Barry and and Bruce <laughs> hooking up. There's nothing wrong with that, Tony. No, there's not. But um, Barry's supposedly with Patty Spivet. Sure. Uh, well, this, he's a fast man alive. He's got room for more. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, uh, but not in the traditional way. You know, I think, you know, when when you say love interest, you know, you're you're talking about the the normal, uh, I guess, phases that you go through as a normal human being of you know seeing somebody, being attracted to them, and then falling for them and, and that sort of stuff this this is batman he doesn't do that stuff he doesn't you know? have time for that not only does he not have time for that stuff he's here's the thing batman how does batman win by thinking so far ahead right mm-hmm. you know now th- th- think about that for a little bit right now think about us as normal human beings you know you go through relationships things end, things start and Every now and then, you, you start thinking, ah, why go through the motions? This will end at that point. You know, so you, you get a little bit, um, uh, how, how do I describe this? Um, you, you start to predict a little bit the, the process of where things are going to go, mm-hmm. right? And if you're Batman, you're probably thinking, well, you know, I'm attracted to this chick. We're going to go out. I'm going to impress her with my billions of dollars. She's going to fall for me because I'm rich and I'm a good guy. 
And then I'm going to have to save the world from Ra's al Ghul and, you know, shit's going to happen. Oh, I'm going to miss a date and then she's going to get mad and we're going to have this argument. Alfred's, I'm going to ask Alfred to go buy her something nice. And, you know, ultimately that that's going to be doomed and we're going to break up and that's it. Uh, and I'm Batman. Why do, why do I? I don't have time to do that. Forget it. <laughs> you know? I, you know, you know that he's thinking that, mm-hmm. right? So, w- with him, it's it's very different. I, I feel that the the love interests that you have to introduce to him are are people that have similar mindset to him. You know, have had similar experiences and, and tragedies. You know, I think as as lonely as Batman is, and and the the way he he lives i think that there is a part of him that that wants to relate to the human condition and i think certain you know characters that that have had or shared uh tragedies uh, in their past are, are, are the kind of people that he would you know sort of you know not fall for but but relate to and maybe you know tend to flock towards you know, yeah, and that's that's something that we're actually going to be exploring in in our in our first arc, which is you know he's he's going to meet somebody that has experienced loss, and you know it's it's one of those things where they're sort of going to go through it together. You know, what's the process of? It's like the process of, of grieving. You know, I mean. How many people has has Bruce lost in his lifetime? You know, he's lost his parents, and he just, just lost Damien. You know, yeah, and he actually um, he lost his girlfriend too, and um, lost Dark Knight. Exactly, you know, that's that's a lot of stuff, and it's it's one of those things where, in, in reality, you're not going to be quick to jump into anything. You know, I mean, sure, he might be quick to jump into bed just to get certain urges out of the way. That's fine, but. You know, he's he's not going to develop a love interest overnight. Certainly, not a true love interest. Maybe an infatuation, mm-hmm. sure, but but not love. You know, and I think that you know certain people will be coming into his life that will, you know, help him experience the that. You know, it's 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 one of those things where it's it's hard to understand Bruce you know, from, from the outside. And I think a lot of people probably don't quite know who he is. So introducing a character that has experienced the things that, that Bruce has, you know, it's, it's very different and more or less, they're probably going to rely more on each other as a emotional support rather than the traditional love that I guess you would come to think of, you know, whereas, you know, Barry had a very uncomplicated, well, you know, quote unquote, you know, compared to Bruce, he's has a very uncomplicated uh, love life, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, the thing with, with, uh, with Barry is that unlike Bruce, Barry isn't, I don't, I don't want to say not burdened by his past because he's very clearly still trying to solve his mother's murder, but for him, he wants to do it. You know, it's something that he wants to do. He doesn't have to do it, but it's something that he wants to do. It's, it's what keeps him going. And the ability to emotionally detach yourself a little bit from that is allowing him to, to love somebody else. 
you know, whereas I think with, with Bruce, he's just so obsessed with this thing that he, he doesn't want to do it. He has to do it, you know? And mm-hmm. I think, I think with, with Bruce, there's just definitely a bit of resentment to his character. And, and at that point, how do you really love somebody? So I think that's, what's going to be really interesting about him when you explore that aspect of his life, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why he falls for dangerous women, you know, cause he, he doesn't want it to get serious. Maybe he wants it to end cause you know, yeah. With a tangible reason. Right. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's why he liked Talia. I mean, that chick was dangerous, mm-hmm. but you know, you could, and same thing with Catwoman. Those are the, the, the ones that, that you feel are the great loves of his life and there's somebody that he shouldn't be with but uh, it works does, does it feel weird um walking away from barry and like not he he didn't get to solve the the murder you know the mystery of what happened to his mom and you're just like sorry barry you know we're not gonna wrap that up for you you gotta well here's the thing that that mystery is not meant to be solved you know yeah that's that's my opinion you know i i I, I never thought for a minute that I felt bad that we're walking away with that thing not solved. It's not supposed to be. But you had it in your power to make him happy, which, you know. Sure, but, <laughs> you know, no, happy characters makes for boring stories. Yeah, and you're going to make Batman happy now. Uh, <laughs> I will make him more miserable. Yeah. <laughs> um, Patrick Delaney says, oh, man, um, tell Francis some random guy on the Internet says hi. Oh, well, tell random guy I said hello. There you go. Um, you know, I have something, you know, changing the pace a little bit. I don't know if you've ever heard this. This I don't know if you're you're prepared for this. Okay. Oh. Uh, let me go grab a drink first. <laughs> <laughs> I threw my wish in the well. Don't ask me, I'll never tell. I looked at you as it fell, and now you're in my way. I you know what this is? Is that Brian singing? I wasn't looking for this, but now you're in my way. I'm surprised you're not seeing the backgrounds on that, Tony. <laughs> Where was this? Um, I guess it's he. He downloaded some app. Um, looks like it's called Star Maker, and so I, I'm, I'm assuming that y- you can just sing this on your phone or something like that. Really? And then, um, so there's a like a URL where you can just play it. Uh, you need to do backgrounds <laughs> on that, ASAP. Well, see, I didn't know about it. I mean, he, he probably did this, you know, in his office or at home. Does, or, does, does he know that that you're, you're playing that on? He doesn't right know now? that. I don't know if he knows I'm playing it. Um, he, does he well, know that, he, that everybody he, knows it's out there? <laughs> he he sent it to me. Actually, no, I, I think he did um, put on his Facebook page. Did he really? I think he did. Um, yeah, I, I need to up <laughs> my social uh yeah, see, networking yeah, because you're you're all all you know alone in, in Toronto, uh, and you're, um, you're, you're, you're I was trying to trying to live life, Tony. Yeah. yeah. So, um, actually, I, I did um, I did right right before I was talking to you. I was like, I'm listening to it again. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So I'm. I'll uh, look at Justin Timberlake. I'm trying to look on his, on his Facebook page, but 
Is guy. there a video or is it just an no, audio? No, it's just audio. But um, I think he, I think he put cool. a, a link to this. This this guy posts a lot. On- he he should like. Um, you know what you should do? Take all the selfies that he's done and then <laughs> make a do, video. Yeah, do, do like a, a slideshow with with him singing. I did tell yeah. him you should do a music video for that. I forget, I forget what he said. You should. You, you know, um, Kyle can edit it together. Yeah, you know? it'd be great. Yeah. So. Well, you know, if this writing thing doesn't work out for us, you know, he's got a future in that, and I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll pick you back off the the, the success of uh, the the boy band. Yeah, yeah. I, I can be like Joey Fatoni or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't see it on his Facebook. I could have. I thought he put, he put a link up there. Yeah. So. That's funny though. Yeah. So man of many talents. He also yes yes. Um, he, he also does a, a Halle Berry impression. Really? Do you have that audio? I don't have that. He's done it on, on podcasts in the past. Um, you'll you'll have to. You yeah, have to. apparently, I, I guess I'll have to to give that a listen. Yeah. I, I don't have any impressions, so you know. Well, I think I can do with that. All right. I, apparently, I'm really bad though at at doing accents, um, but. <laughs> It's not. It's not. It's not my forte. Yeah, I, I. I don't try to do it either. Um, I sometimes I, I do when I do the preview theaters. You know, I'll I'll do the, the voiceovers. Yeah. And, and um, it seems like most people like it, but you know, there's there's always a couple people like, like oh man, it sucks, and uh, <laughs> I had to turn the audio down and you know try to look at the images. And it's like, sorry, man. I mean, oh, haters be hating, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I I do it because people watch it you know if the views are there i you know look you you do what you enjoy yeah that's all that matters yeah if they like it they'll like it if they don't well you know what they can go to another web page yeah well i don't necessarily want them to do that well you know that's true (laughs) unless they're gonna be so full of hate and people are so angry on the internet They, they are angry on the internet it's like i don't understand it's like you know why why not be happy and yeah, but I mean, if you're happy, do you really post about it? Some people no, do. You're, some people yeah, post some people everything, do, but but most of the time, you're so elated that 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 doesn't even you don't even think about posting how I, happy you are. You I don't know. know. See, I, I don't know, if if I get something cool, like um, I, I, I um, an un- uncanny X Men hardcover came out. And I, there was a comic vine quote. It was one of my quotes on there on the cover. So I'm like, cool. So I posted that. But if like something bad happens, I, I, it seems weird to just to be angry. Like, oh, I can't believe this happened. Or you know, sure. I guess I've, I've never really done that. And it's also I, how much of yourself you put out there. Sure, I, I've done both. You know, I, you know what it is. I think sometimes when you post something you're happy about, you're not sure whether you're sort of bragging or not. Mm-hmm. You know. So you're you, you kind of like ah maybe I shouldn't but when you're angry that's something everybody can sympathize with you know everyone's gonna go yeah you know if I post about my anger with this people are gonna take up arms with me yeah. you know it's I don't know it's it's a human condition but you know this reminds me of like when when I worked uh, in Auto Trader I was in their uh, call center 
And, you know, when you do a good job and people are happy, nobody calls to say, hey, great job. You know, you guys sold my car in no time. But, you know, you have a typo or a spelling mistake on the thing and you're getting chewed out on the phone for like 45 minutes. You know? Yeah. That's that's just that's just how it is. And there's also some people that are like, you know, they 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 want people to ask, like, you know, if like, oh, what's what's going on? Sure. And sure. Well, you know, here's the interesting thing. Right. So people also respond to, you know, bad news mm-hmm. in, in much more numbers. So I remember when when I was, you know, mind you, I was in Italy, so I wasn't able to check on my uh, Twitter feed that often. But um when the solicitations came out, you know, more or less revealing that that Brian and I weren't doing the Flash anymore, um, you know, he put out that that quote and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. post, and then I retweeted it. And I remember taking a screen cap of of my mentions on my phone because there was like, I don't know, within a few hours, there were like there was like over like three hundred mentions of you know people like oh no yeah. you know. You know, on one hand, that makes you feel really great because, mm-hmm. you know, people are sad to see you go. Yeah. But, you know, from their perspective, I guess that's bad news. And they all replied very, very speedily. But then, you know, when we're like, oh, we're doing Detective Comics, you know, <laughs> I think, you know, there were like, I don't know, like just a handful of people, definitely a fraction of of what it was when we said we were leaving. Hmm, you know, that's interesting. It's, that's good news. It's yeah. good news. Right. But, you know, people weren't like, oh, my gosh, you know, but some people, some people might it's, assume it's how it is. They, they, maybe they're thinking like, like, oh, well, you know, your, your Twitter feed is going to be you know exploding. So if, if I say, oh, this is cool, you know, it, who, what's the chance of you seeing it if you, you know, have like a thousand, you know, at replies or something sure, like that? Sure, sure. I don't know. No, no, I, I I get it, I get it, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it just goes to show the the contrast between good news, bad news. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I guess it's just weird. I mean, like I said, I mean, some people put so much of themselves out there, but it's, it's like if if I had like horrible news, I I it just seems like you know why would I want to share that unless you know I know some people you know. Then you get the the people who are like like kind of patting you in the back and like like oh you know it'll get better so I, I guess I kind of understand sure. that I guess you you know maybe you want a little bit of consoling I, I guess, guess. Yeah. either either that or or you need more fuel for your anger yeah <laughs> I don't know Let, let's get the pitchforks and oh, you know, torches and yeah that's like yeah you ever watch South Park uh, I haven't watched in a while but yeah oh man there was this great scene where. All the locals were like, they took our jobs, <laughs> <laughs> and it just degraded to 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 everything being about somebody taking their jobs and and everybody getting really angry over it. You know, hmm. uh, that's that's how it works. You know. Yeah. So um, this news came out uh, earlier. Um, you might want to mark your calendar for December eighteenth, two thousand fifteen. Okay. Uh, Star Wars Episode Seven is going to open. Oh, okay. So I don't know uh, if you care. Sh- sh- should I mark it down? Well, do you care? Uh, I mean, I guess I'll watch it because my studio mates will want to watch it. Um, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Oh man, I gotta tell you. All right, this you know? this podcast's over. No, I'm kidding. All right, all right. 
you know what I was? I, I don't I don't know whether that just I can't even say that skipped my generation because there's there's lots of fans of it that are younger than me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, maybe because in the Philippines it wasn't, it didn't seem that popular, or maybe maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just me, Tony, and I just missed it completely. And you know, the on it to to be completely honest, and everybody's going to be all up in arms about <laughs> this. I've only seen the original Star Wars movie. A couple of times you know the other times it would be like i'd watch it in chunks and pieces never mm-hmm. at one go because you know i'll be on tv and i'll watch it a little bit then i'll walk away but i remember this one time i made an effort to watch it all but i watched all three in one sitting on vhs <laughs> and i to me they've all melted as one movie i don't know what happens in which to me it's just one long movie um so, you know, I mean, I feel like what I'm most excited about is I love Lord of the Rings. I, I felt like that's my Star Wars. Hmm, interesting. You know, um, that probably has to do with the fact that when those movies came out was, you know, I was just starting my career in comics. And when those DVDs came out, it was the only thing so long that when I would watch excuse me, a disc, and I would be like, you know, this, this movie's three hours long with uh, another four hours of uh, extra content. Um, if I don't finish this page, by the time I've watched through this one disc, there's something wrong here, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would literally watch those things, and that's how I would time myself. So I watched those those three movies so many times. So that's that's become my Star Wars. You know? It's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, I I like the movies and everything, but you know, I I I won't you know try to say yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan, and you know, I've never read the books. You know, oh, well, I, me me neither. I'm I'm a fake fan, Tony. <laughs> yeah, but you you've watched them probably more times than some people. Sure, but here's the funny thing: even though I've watched them, I will say I've watched many things, but most of the time. The honest truth is, I just listen to them many times. Yeah, you know, because I'm I'm sitting there looking down at my drawing table, and I'll look up every now and then, you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's it's very rare for me to actually sit down and and watch a, a a video and actually see what I'm watching. You know, most of the time I'm just listening. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, another thing, uh, I think I talked to I don't know if I talked to Brian about it, but. Now that you're going to be doing detective, you got to start thinking about the the potential, the possibility of doing a Batman black and white figure. Oh, man, you know, I thought about that. I feel like that would be a huge, huge honor. And I don't know. I feel like that's too good to be true, Tony. I don't think that. I don't think that'll happen to me. I I think it'd be crazy if it I'm I'm going to go on record and say, I mean, it, it would be insane. If you know, unless you guys suddenly like, like, oh, we're only doing two issues and we're going to do something else now, you know. I, no, you know what? I, I retract it. It would be an absolute outrage if I don't get to do a Batman black and white. Exactly. Story. That's I was trying to say that. You know, absolute that. absolute outrage, Tony. Yeah. Um, in fact, I am now offended that I have never been asked to do a, a short Batman black and white story. No, no. I, I was talking about the not the story. I'm talking oh, about that, a, a, that too. a, a statue. 
making me angry, Tony. I'm, I'm talking about an actual statue. You, you, you. Well, I know, I know you're talking about the statue, but you know that it just makes sense that if you do a statue, you would have done something for the black and white. I don't know if that's that's well. the case. Because did when did did Sean Murphy do one? I don't know, but he's he's really good. <laughs> you know? Well, and you're not. Come on. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah not, not, not Sean Murphy. Good. But Serge, Sergio Aragones did a black and white statue. I don't remember him. Yeah, but he's Sergio Aragones. Tony, I'm, you know, I'm just me. Oh, just little me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, if, we, if you don't get a statue within a year, you, you, you bring out the pitchforks and you okay. can post about this injustice that's happening i'll talk to brandy at the west coast office then, where's that francis go. statue oh there you go and be like, yeah. what what are you talking about <laughs> yeah actually you know i'm, I'm really excited I, I bought all of these batman black and white statues but they're still in the box because i promised myself that i would not open them until i'm completely done with the flash and i you know i redo my my work area because right now my work area is flash this flash that flash everything yeah, you know? mm. and and now I'm I'm kind of not sure what to do. I don't know whether I'm gonna remove the Flash stuff and put the Batman stuff, or whether I'm gonna put it together. I don't I don't, I don't even know. I don't even have shelves for toys in my studio. I don't even buy toys, so I don't even know why I have them. But yes, you're gonna have to go shopping, get some shelves. I, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, like I look over at you know my studio mate Marcus Toe. He's got like a shelf full of toys. He's got one row that's like all of like DC universe and one row that's all of Marvel universe. And then one row that's like all the Ninja Turtles, you know, his, his space is like a toy store. Yeah. yeah. So, so how, how is it? Um, I, I probably should let you go soon, but so you, you, you touched a little bit about you guys competing sort of with each other. Eh, well, not really, you know, we just, it's more of a friendly competition because, yeah. um, you know, I, I literally sit, beside scott hepburn who did uh reverse flash Mm -hmm. and is doing the the rogues miniseries right now with brian Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's not really a competition a lot of it is us sharing knowledge you know and and seeing what the other guy uh will do with this kernel of knowledge that that we share you know it's it's like oh you're using that brush and then we try it and then we use it in a completely different way that the other guy hadn't thought about and vice versa, you know? And, you know, I, I remember, uh, Lake Ramon Perez is also a studio mate of mine. And when he was doing tale of sand, you know, he was like, Hey, what do you use for your tones? Is it just ink wash? Is it watercolor? I'm like, no, well, this is what I use, you know? And then all of a sudden, boom, next thing you know, he's got like a freaking Eisner award. <laughs> Yeah. And uh it took a while, like like for instance for for Marcus, it took him a while to become confident enough to ink his own stuff, but now he, you know, he, he can't go back, you know, 'cause oh, everybody in the studio uh pencil and inks their own work and he was the the one guy who was, you know, doing the traditional well, let me put this thing in the FedEx box and, and mail it off, you know. And mm-hmm. it's you know, I think that's great. There's lots of great inkers out there, but I, I think it was one of those things where you know, as sometimes as, as artists, you you want to take as much control as you can of your own artwork. You know, 
So, and then, you know, of course, Marco coming down to the studio. Oh, look at my pages. <laughs> and, you know, we're looking at it and we're just, just drooling. Like, he's like, oh, I am ripping up this. And then I, I burned the edges. And, you know, and I was like, oh, man, this is so cool, you know. And then, of course, you know, it's it's just cool to see different people with such diverse styles you know none of us in the studio draw anything alike and yet you know there's this synergy that that we all have that 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 makes it really function at such a level where where it's not really competition but eggs you on to do better yeah you, know, you see somebody doing something awesome and you're like well yeah well i'm gonna do this you mm-hmm. know but but you know the, it's never we've never competed for any jobs you know in fact i think a lot of times we open jobs up for each other mm-hmm. you know i mean you know with scott coming in to do reverse flash and then marcus doing a couple of issues of flash and then uh you know and then vice versa and then you know other people doing stuff uh with their connections you know it's it's almost like we end up having a combined um you know index card of of editors and projects and stuff like that you know yeah so it's it's more of a more of a friendly competition you know because no one's really competing you know it's well, you know, when when one guy does well, we all do well. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's one of those things where you know we all want every single member of the studio to to really thrive. You know, and and I think it's it's starting to to happen. You know, I mean, Kerry Nord is also part of the studio, and he started doing these these great full color illustrations. You know, and it was one of those things where the the support of the studio helped him. You know. Get the, gain the confidence to do it. Yeah. How many are are, are in there now? Um. Well, let's see. So there's there's me, uh, Scott Hepburn, Marcus Toe, uh, Kalman Androsovsky, Ramon Perez, Carrie Nord, uh, Ian Herring, uh, Willow Dawson, and Jason Ladayo, uh, and uh, Paul Ravosh. So there's ten of us in there. Oh, how, how yeah. big is the space? Is it just like a big room? Yeah, it's like a big open loft sort of space. Because yeah, I've, I've seen yeah. a couple pictures that you've put up. Yeah, well, you'll have to come to Toronto and check it out. I know. Yeah. And it's it's not as, as as nice as the Comic Vine offices. You know, we we don't have a a dungeon where we can have a wine party. We don't have that the, anymore. Oh, no, not anymore. Yeah, where, yeah. Because now, now that um, I'm at CBS. Uh, you know, so how, is, how is the new digs? It's an office. Really? It's, so it's, it's, it's more it's a traditional? Plane. Yeah. It, I mean, there's, there's kind of sort of kind of cubicles. Not really. So it's, I'm on the third floor. Um, so the, 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 the weird thing is Comic Vine is in the, the games division. So mm-hmm. that means I'm with GameSpot and then Giant Bomb came over from, from Whiskey Media. Uh-huh. So it's just like the two of us, and the other sites from Whiskey they they went to Ber- Berman and Braun. Um, right. So, um, but but I sit with the the, the Giant Bomb guys. We're kind of like in this in this little separate area, and then you know just around the corner from from GameSpot. So mm-hmm. it's um 
I mean, that's pretty cool, though. It's, yeah, uh, there's a lot of video game stuff. You know, that, that's I get sure. get to see like stuff that it's like it's like don't you can't say that that this is here. Or, and I'm like, <laughs> that's exciting, okay. though. That's yeah, exciting. And, and, and they're like, there's this game coming out next year, but we can't talk about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah so. it's great. You have all these this access to things that you didn't before. Yeah, but but on, on the other hand, it, it's still. I mean, now now it's just me in the office. Right, and, and then you know I got my my freelancers you know here and there like spread out. So. Sarah's not in the office anymore. No, no, she's she's yeah she left, and then oh, um, I know that. yeah so um, uh, then there there I got a guy in Jersey, um, Greg, and then Matt's in Chicago, and then Jen um, is in L.A. Mm-hmm. And then, then it's all remote. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but I mean, huh? the little little. Secret, we we may change that a little. I mean, we'll, we'll see. You know, sure. Look, looking ahead, because, um, but yeah. So it's it's there's yeah. there's no no bar no none of, none of that, <laughs> that stuff anymore. Uh, you know, it was too good to be true, Tony. You couldn't live the high life that long. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it was it was kind of weird because you know occasionally you know it's, it's like oh end of the day you know let's let's have a beer or let's have a drink or something like that but i, I was sure. like i was like you know i got to get on a ferry and then i got to drive home so i was like i don't i don't want to have you know any anything in my system or anything like that so that's right so i was like arrive arrive alive tony yeah so i was like i never i never like took advantage or whatever or partook in in any of the the fact that we had a bar you know. Right, right. Although when you guys threw that party, that was that was a great party, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, back then that was the old days. The, that was that was the good old days. Well, if you had come to Toronto, you could have been to to our the the party that our studio threw it's at like, the fancy fancy Soho house. Well, it's like you you guys could have like your own convention with how many people uh, are in your studio. We probably could. Probably could. Ah, it's too much work, man. We'll, we'll leave convention stuff to the professionals. Yeah. We'll, we'll just attend, enjoy, and then go home. Yeah. Well, hopefully, like you said, you'll be actually doing some shows in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think we'll definitely run into each other a lot more. Than this year, I don't think I saw you at all this year, Tony. No, I'm, I and it's I don't. Sad. I've been to ten. Sad. I went to ten shows or nine shows. I got one more in Long Beach. Jeez, it's ten shows, and it's like so that that was part of also the other reason why I was like, you know, maybe I won't go to Fan Expo. Yeah, because it yeah. was just it's, it it gets tiring. It's like I didn't go anywhere in May or June or January, but it was like that's that's surprising. May yeah. or June, well, well, May there wasn't well, January, a whole lot. sure, January, yeah. sure, that makes sense. Yeah, because like February, I, I went to New York um, Toy Fair, which was was fun seeing you know action figures and stuff, you know, sure. before they come out. And then I, I did Emerald City, which was like it was I think that was March, and then WonderCon, and then then I went to Chicago in April, and then I, I thought about doing something in May, but I was like you know maybe I'll just you know take some time off, and then yeah, and then. It's just been yeah. going ever since, and yeah, I, no, it's 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 a lot of work, man. That's just, it's it's tiring. I yeah. think two years ago, I did a convention almost every month of the year. So I hear you. You know, it's it's extremely exhausting. There, there's one point I got off the plane. I'm at the airport, and I was like, "What city am I in?" 
was like, I really had to think about it. I was like, oh, wait, I'm back in San Francisco. I was like, no, I'm not in San Francisco. I'm, I just like totally blanked out. And, and then my, my daughter, she's like, you're, you're gleaming again. But then she, now she's at the point where she's like, okay, see, see you in a few days. Sure, so. sure. No, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, you don't want to complain about it because it's, it's great to travel. Oh, yeah. You see all these places. You get to hang out with, with some good friends, yeah. you know, but at the same time you know it's every time you, you're leaving you're putting your life on pause and then when you come back you're hitting play again but yeah, guess what trying you know, to catch up and you didn't pause it stuff kept moving yeah, yeah all you're doing is you're just trying to catch up yeah right yeah so, so. We'll, we'll see we'll see i think uh the first convention i'm going to is sometime in the spring next year so i'm pretty excited about that yeah. Um, and then after that, I'll, I'll, I'll play it by ear, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was I was pretty happy with the conventions I did this year because I felt like since I did so few, I was a spry, you know. I was, <laughs> I was in there, extremely extremely happy and ready to go. Um, you know, I, I I've I've realized that the trick is maybe to just do one day or maybe one and a half day, two days max, you know, because mm-hmm. after the end of day two, I was starting to be like, oh man, <laughs> this is exhausting. And then there's also the shows where then you have to do panels as well. Sure. Well, you know, panels are okay. But then it takes you away it's from your table okay. and you, you know, if you're, you're doing, you know, people will like want commissions or, you know, autographs sure. and then you're like, I'll be back. I got to walk all the way across and go over here and. You know, that's the one thing I, I didn't miss about San Diego is that, you know, when you're in Artist Alley and you got to do a panel, you got to leave at least 40 minutes before that panel starts or else you're not going to you're going to make it in time. Yeah. Do you yeah. hear how they did um, <clears throat> how they did New York, how D.C. did it this year? No. What did they do this year? Um, so, well, one thing they didn't they didn't have a, a, a booth on the floor. It was actually it was like on a complete opposite side of artist alley but it was it was like on the, the second level like uh-huh. sorted by the starbucks and like, it was right. like a display of uh, yeah the yeah. yeah and then they had a little like um kind of backdrop where you know they did the press interviews but uh-huh. for for the signing since they didn't have a booth the signings were like in the far back corner so oh. If you're an artist, you didn't have to leave Artist Alley to to do really? a signing. So you could so just it was like, an Artist Alley. Yeah, so it was, it was that back that back right corner. So I heard you know people thought that was great because you know yeah you, you didn't have to walk because trying to get into the convention floor it's like my goodness yeah you know? yeah yeah you know I don't think I've ever walked around New York Con just because of that separation of Artist Alley and, and the main convention floor. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever got a chance to. Um, you know, I'm starting to feel like you know the the smaller shows are where it's at. You know, yeah. it's, it's a lot more relaxing. You don't you don't feel like everybody's pulling at you in a hundred different directions. You know? Yeah. I mean, it that, always just feels like in the, at those big shows, it always just feels like you're disappointing everybody and pleasing a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what I like about Long Beach, which is coming up in a couple weeks because you know it's it's a smaller show, but I, I always say it's like intimate, but mm-hmm. it, you know it, it's 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 the fifth year, and and I I really dig it, and you know it you you get a chance to actually breathe and talk to people, and mm-hmm. and you know there's enough people there, so you know it doesn't feel like a ghost town or anything. Right, so, right, yeah. It's it it. I don't know. You just have a bit more of a 
peppy attitude, I guess. You yeah. know, with, with these big shows, it just, it just feels like you're. No, it just feels like you're you're dragging stones everywhere as you're walking. Yeah, you after know? the first day, and then you're like, what, three more days. Oh man, the the worst is at the end of the show when you're trying to get out. Yeah, see, that, and that's everybody's what, trying to get out at the same time. I get it. I I go. I leave the next day, like usually like Monday. I'm like, well, that's, uh, but not just that. I meant like the at the show itself. Oh yeah, like yeah. As soon as okay, the, the end of the day is over, so you you either sit there for a little while, wait till the crowd goes, or you try to duck out early. Yeah, yeah. Especially San Diego with those two stairs, you know, mm-hmm. to get out. It's it's insane, man. It's insane. Yeah, I, I'm starting to feel like I don't even know if I want to go back to. <laughs> no, no. All right, we shouldn't talk about it anymore. No, it's it's. I miss the people and I miss hanging out, but I, I didn't miss the the long lines and the crowds and all that stuff. You know, I gotta tell you, I, I didn't miss it. Well, what, what I think what what Dustin did this year, I think he he stayed at the Hyatt, which I think mm-hmm. is is right by Artist Alley. So so then he didn't have to go through all, all the mess. Are you sure the high? You're thinking of the or the Hilton? Side. No, it's you're a Hilton. The Hilton. Yeah, the Hilton. Right. Because that yeah, that way. But, but even that in itself, like China Book Hotel, it feels like China win a lottery. Yeah, know? yeah. They they need to make it easier. It's it's a lot of work. It feels like you go through a lot of heartache trying to to get through to that. Yeah, that's that's what one of the, one of the many things that I'm thankful about being here is. I, I there's someone that will book hotel rooms, so mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm so incredibly thankful, and I, I've I've thanked her so many times because I was like, can I get this hotel? And and then she's like, well, I'll see what I can do, and and yeah. she, she manages to do whatever magic. And you know, part of it it helped because CBS would have um a you know floor space, right? And right. you know, this year they didn't have a booth, but um, Gamespot used it. You mm-hmm. know, and part of it was because you don't want to give up that that spot because then sure. you know then you sure. have to go on a big waiting list or whatever well that's the thing with with artist alley uh since i skipped this year i i think i have to go back on the waiting list but you know i mean not to be not to sound cocky so i'm, I'm francis sure. manipole i'm doing bad i'm pretty sure it would be easy to get a, a table but yeah. i think i'm just gonna let it lapse you know i don't i don't really want to do it again you know i don't know man all, all that, those, well those here's people. here's the, here's the thing right i mean other shows, um, you know, they go out of their way when they when they bring you out to these conventions and they make it as easy for you as possible, right? I remember this one show, you know, they, they, they bring you in, they pick you up at the airport, and, and right in my hotel room, although it's, it's a little bit creepy, but not really. I'm sure they had the, the hotel uh, uh, workers, like, put it in there. As soon as I get into my room, there's just a gift basket it has an itinerary of where I'm supposed to be. It has my badge already, so I don't need to line up. All ready to go. All nice. I need to do the next day is put my pants on, put the badge on, and then go straight to the con. Right? Whereas, you know, some of these shows, you, you go to San Diego, you're lining up. The, the, here's the weird thing about San Diego. The line to get in to get your badge is inside. But the guys on the front doors won't let you in because you need a badge. Mm-hmm. Well, how am I supposed to get the badge if it's in there, but I need a badge to get in through these first set of doors? Yeah. It's, you know, that's really weird. And then you're, 
waiting in line for like you know over an hour and stuff you know i i get it it's such a big show that they don't really need you to be there you know i think it's one of those things where you're just glad they're letting you in and stuff you know and you know it's, it's i think it was cool at first when you know as as a fan but but then you start realizing how insane it is it's like that that place needs to have like its own police force or something like Disneyland because it's it's become like this huge beast of a show mm-hmm. and if you look around the city you don't even need to go to the con there's so many things happening outside yeah, yeah? it's insane insane mm-hmm. yeah that's 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 always the most stressful one I mean it's extremely stressful because like New York wasn't I, actually and the other thing with New York you they actually mailed out the badges um, oh that's really cool I don't know I think they did that for everyone I don't, I don't think it was just just for, for press but mm-hmm. because they they had like a a scanner thing mm-hmm. where like when you walked in they they had to scan it and part of it was to make sure it wasn't like a counterfeit badge sure how, how did that turn out it, did it, it slow it, it down it or? wasn't really that bad because um you know they basically had you know like the check-in stations when you you walked in and and then you know they're they're checking people's bags you know make sure you know they're not bringing in anything they shouldn't and stuff like that but sure. it went went pretty quickly cuz they had these big things and he would just scan it and it, it it moved pretty pretty smoothly but the nice thing was that you know you had your badge right away and then mm-hmm. you could register it online that's but the, awesome <laughs> but then the the bad thing i don't know if you heard about it is if you linked your Facebook to it, they they the first day they were like tweeting through your account, <laughs> like like whoa New York Comic Con this is how, awesome. How did they get in? Don't they need your password or? Well, they, they, there's a, a thing because like a lot of times like, when you use stuff like on Facebook or whatever, or when you sign in through these other things, it's like you you kind of give uh, certain uh, certain permissions, right. but but no one ever really does that. So. Um, cause I had a couple tweets like that. I didn't even notice it, but you know, I really? heard about this. So then all I had to do is just, uh, log in, you know, go online and then there's a, you can go in your profile and you can see like which, which, um, apps or which, which other things are authorized to use yours. And you know, most of it, you're, you're just using it to, to log in somewhere and they mm-hmm. don't know your password, but somehow it, it was linked. So yeah, they're like they they apologize. They're like, oh yeah, I guess we got a little too you know gung ho about this, and you know, we sure. But people are like, yeah, it's, it's a little bit invasive. <laughs> yeah, that was just kind of crazy. We're like, like woo, Comic Con, I love it here. <laughs> and, yeah, so that that was fun. Oh, you're gonna start. You need to start having a disclaimer under your your profile. Not all tweets may be from Tony G. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but so that that was interesting. But you know, I. Like I said, just shut it off, and and you didn't have to do it. You when when you signed in, I was I don't know why I clicked it. I was just like, eh, wh- whatever. You know, I guess maybe it's just trusting, and so I did it. But so. hmm. but the nice thing was that you had your badge before. Yeah, that's. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like the difference of having the badge versus having to line up for it. It it sets you. It sets your day off right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like having a coffee in hand and you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. You're already walking in with a smile instead of like, oh man, I was in line for like an hour to get this badge. Yeah, because even when you go to preview night, I mean, you still gotta wait. It's just like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just yeah. crazy. It's like pretty soon they're they're gonna add another day to 
the San Diego. It's going to start on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. I, because uh, I, I, I usually go to go down Tuesday. I know some people do go down Monday, but I usually do like Tuesday. I get in, and then leave the following Monday. Yeah, is Wednesday night still still preview night, or is it yeah. Tuesday now? Yeah, it's so okay. so preview night, and it's it's almost like a regular day. It's it's so crazy. Yeah, I remember the first time they had preview night. It was great. Like the the aisles were were manageable. Like I wouldn't say empty, but you know you could certainly take a stroll, mm-hmm. and you know it would be enjoyable. And then. I felt like the next year it, it went from a preview night that was like, you know, professionals only and industry people to suddenly it just became open to everybody, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's, that's great for the, for the fans, but, um, I think it took away the specialness of it, you know? Yeah. It, it, it felt less preview night and, and it just felt like, um, day one. Yeah. 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 That's just weird. I mean, I don't know. I mean, something has got to change with, you know, how, how quick it sells out and, you know, people can't get in. And, and even for, you know, like professionals like you, you know, how the difficulties of it. And I, like, I, I think it was this year I saw a lot of people were, were like, you know, on Twitter, they're like, oh, I can't get in or this not, I'm not I'm not going. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're going to start seeing more more people like you saying, eh, I'm not going to go and. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I, I'll tell you which shows I really enjoyed the, the last time I was on the road. It's, I really like Emerald City Con. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so convenient. It was the access was fairly easy. It was big enough that it was busy, but it wasn't like you know, I didn't feel like I was in a sardine can. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I, I I do like New York. Well, I maybe it's just because I like going to New York, mm-hmm. you know, and, I, and the same thing for San Diego. I do enjoy going to San Diego, but you know, the the whole thing is just uh, it's just I don't know. It just 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 feels like a such a chore. Yeah, just to do the show, you know. Yeah, that's that's so. that's too bad. Cause I mean, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to checking out some of the the other shows throughout the year and seeing what that's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. What, what about you? Well, what what show did you uh, enjoy quite a bit? This I, mean, past I mean, so yeah, I I, I like um, Emerald City. So I'm I'm definitely gonna you know try to go there again. I I do like WonderCon in Anaheim. I have to say. Yeah. So even though you know it's supposed to be in San Francisco, it's actually it, it seems like it's it's more convenient, especially if you stay because there's so many more hotels there because of Disneyland. Right. So that's a nice thing where, you know, you don't have to worry about hotel prices getting jacked up because mm. they're kind of controlled because of Disneyland. You know, they, they have to stay a certain level. And, and you know, you can get a hotel like right next to the convention center. And, I mean, it was great. It's like, you know, I had an appointment at, at D.C. It's like leave my hotel, you know, five five minutes to, to get get there. It was like no problem. Mm-hmm. When and is uh, WonderCon? They haven't said yet. Um, it, it sounds like it might be April, mid-April. I think I'm gonna go. And then, going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so yeah. So, but the other thing is, like, if if WonderCon was in the city, I would have to go back home. That's true. Well, and, were you there when you when they had a convention in downtown LA? No. Oh man, 
Yeah, I, there was also the LA Marathon going on at the same time. Yeah. Uh, we we had to park like fifteen blocks away. Wow! Just because it was running right through the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so is there going to be no conventions in San Francisco, or is that, they, that that's back? they they don't know they they keep saying it's like oh we want to come back or you know I thought that was like a temporary thing because I think I went to the last. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, because that's when you um you visited the office. Yeah, that I, I thought that was a great show. Yeah, because um, the reason it wasn't the next year, two so that was two years ago, um, was, was like they're doing or construction, or and then supposedly this year they they couldn't get the date that they wanted or something like that. But see, mm-hmm. it it almost seems like there's more to it because the way this the 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 convention center is situated, I mean, it's in the the financial district so mm-hmm. hotels aren't that cheap around here and there's really n- not a, a the great greatest centralized you know location and so I, I don't know if that's just that's why with with anaheim it just seems like it's so much easier right to do everything even, even for you guys like how, how far of a drive is anaheim from san francisco well i i still took a, a, a plane because you know it, i mean it, it would be like maybe six hour drive but okay it's, it's like because you know we, we've driven to so disney you, you so you can't really call it uh, you know, I guess uh, a, a San Francisco type show. No, it's, not at all. It's completely something else now. Yeah, it's, it's Southern yeah. California. Yeah, because um, like here now, the the CBS office is is two blocks from the Moscone Center where it used to be. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could easily just walk there, but I, sure. I kind of like having it, you know, there and being forced to stay in a hotel so I can stay in a ho- you know hang out until like you know one or two in the morning yeah. and then you know start the next day. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that's that's the thing about conventions on the road. I find that when I go to conventions on the road, it's that's it. I'm there, you know. So I'm 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 going to be at the con. I'm going to be at the hotel room. I'm going to be at the lobby. You know, you you've surrendered to the fact that this weekend is about the convention. Mm-hmm. Whereas with local conventions in Toronto, and we have a lot of them. You know, you go to a convention during the day, but because you're at home, you still want to do home stuff yeah it's essentially you're not adjusting your schedule at all you just happen to be going to a convention during the day but any of the things that you're supposed to do while you're at home you still do them Mm -hmm. you know so in in some ways conventions at home are more exhausting than than the ones away yeah i I agree um i I like c2e2 in chicago that's what i heard i want to i want to try that out i've heard good things about that yeah it's a nice one um because you know i'm originally from chicago the chicago area suburbs right so and i heard that that one's downtown not like uh not like the wizard one which was in rosemont yeah yeah rosemont's actually closer to where i grew up um i've never been to a wizard show but but yeah so this um c2e2 is like in you know in the city so right rose rosemont you know even though it was in the middle of nowhere i kind of liked it that was i think one of my one of the first U.S. conventions I went to when I was trying to break in, and I remember there was this bar in the Hyatt called Knuckles, and that's where everybody hung out after the convention. Hmm. And I remember not being old enough to go to the bar, <laughs> but people would, you know, spill out into the lobby. It would get so crowded. So I remember one of my friends, he went in, got a drink, and then he walked out, and then he handed me one, and then I just walked in as if I was already inside, so I never got carded. Mm. And when I was inside, it, it was so worth it because, you know, I, at this point, I'm like 19 years old and I'm like, oh, 
holy crap, that's Jim Lee just walked by. Oh my God, that's, that's Rob Liefeld, you know? So it was like, it was like every, you know, and, and at this time I was such a super fanboy. I knew what most of these people looked like. I, I, you know, I, I used to read Wizard Magazine, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, back then it, there, there weren't a lot of news sites on the internet for, yeah. for comics. Um, so, you know, and they were really about familiarizing uh, readers with the creators, mm-hmm. you know. So it was very easy to be starstruck at that thing. It was great. Those, yeah. were, those were good days, Tony. Yeah, it's not like that anymore. No, I'm all bitter now. Because <laughs> the, <And> <laughs> the, the internet, it's the internet, so you be angry. It's the internet, full circle. It's the internet's making me angry, Tony. Yeah, you can go tw- do an angry tweet. That's it. That's it. Nothing but angry tweets from now on. Yeah. No, it's still it's still good. I I think now it's it's different though. Now it's kind of cool to to know these guys and, and be friends with them. So it's 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 a it's a different cool now. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean that is advantage of the internet now because uh, I, I like I think like you and I first started talking just randomly on on Twitter and yeah and that that's how it started and then. And then I never understood when when you're like, oh, do you want to be on my panel? That was that that last year at WonderCon, when when there's a the Francis Manipole spotlight. Yeah, and that's I was, right. I was, I was like, yeah, I'd be honored to, to be there. Yeah, that was that was funny. That was that was really weird. I was like, uh, I've never done like a spotlight panel before. I don't know how these things are gonna go. Uh, maybe if I invite a bunch of my friends, if nobody's here, at least we can all talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, that that was fun because it, it was it was very. Um, it was lo- light. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it like you said, it was like a bunch of friends just just talking and, you know. Yeah, those are all talking about you. Cool. Oh, my favorite subject. <laughs> yeah. Even better. <laughs> uh, but That's yeah, great. And so in the old days, because I remember, like, I used to go to these conventions, um, and they they would be like in a a conference room in like a hotel. Yeah, and and there would be like maybe like like one one artist would be there, and then the rest of people would be like vendors, you know, selling stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I don't even know if there there'd be an admission to get in, or sometimes it'd be like five dollars or you know ten dollars something like that. Yeah, it wouldn't be much. I remember one of the first ones I went to, same thing. You know, it was like a hotel ballroom, and the ballroom itself was where the retailers were, and then. Out in the lobby, which is weird, is where they had some designing. And I remember uh, getting, um, what did I get? I think I got a Hulk signed by Dale Keown. Mm. I lined up for, like, I don't know, like, I think two and a half hours. Wow. It was awesome. I remember, like, my first commission was from Derek Robertson. I had him draw a Nova when he was was doing New Warriors. That's I, I never knew he did New Warriors. Yeah. Derek Robertson, that's interesting. Yeah, I think it was like like in the early nineties. Really, then, this stuff is is really gritty. Yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't as gritty back then because it would. Uh. And then in two thousand six, that's when um, I had him draw a sketch of me swinging on a vine. You know, this was, <laughs> this was like right before uh, it was like the October before Comic Vine launched, so October two thousand six. Right. And then I was like, "Can you draw?" Me in a suit with sunglasses, swinging from a vine, holding a stack of comics, and he's like, "Did, did okay. he think this was like a, a weird fetish thing?" <laughs> I, well, I, I think I explained to him. So I was like, "You, you know, we, we have a, a you know a comic book site that we're launching in a couple months," and he's like, "Okay." I also had him draw a, 
like a, a, a sort of Disney-ish Wonder Woman for my daughter. Oh, that's nice. So, so you know, I was, I was like, don't make her like sexy or anything like that, because you know. So, but th- it came out really well, and then yeah, and then I, I told him, I, was, I, was, I showed him, I was like, I still have this Nova one. He's like, it's like, oh man, I should pay you to, to get that back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the other person it was uh, Angel Medina. Um, oh, okay, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, it, it was when he was on Warlock and Infinity Watch. Mm-hmm. So I had him draw me a, like a headshot of, of Thanos. Ah, so, so that was like yeah, back in the early nineties. Wow, yeah. is that is that when you when did you guys launch? Um, two thousand six. Six. Wow. Yeah, December two thousand six. So, wow, that's that's insane, man. Yeah, and then it was two thousand eight when I quit teaching and started doing this full time. Yeah, and time's and just flying. You- You've never been the same since. Yeah, you know? no, no looking back. <laughs> all, all that modesty that a teacher once had. Yeah. Uh, You're now this this cocky, uh, big time comic news guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just <laughs> swinging that mic like nobody's business. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, Francis. I use a wireless mic when when I when possible. Uh, that's no, true. No swinging. Sure, you're you're all you're, you're pretty high tech now. Well, sometimes they're like, oh, let's use a cable. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you, you do what, you do what the camera guys say because <laughs> oh. they're they're the boss. Like when when well, you're out you gotta there. you gotta slum it sometimes, Tony. Yeah, well you just see like, wireless all the time. No, when, when there's conventions when I go like when I went to Seattle and um, when I'm going to Long Beach, it's just you, most time it's just me and a camera like on a uh, a tripod. And then, <laughs> and then it, there's there's no microphone. It's just it's like a, a directional mic. And and oh, you, know, you were doing that in New York, I think last year. Yeah, yeah, you said like the camera when, when you know we. So last year in New York, we had a camera guy, but when I would do like the art challenges, you know, I would take that little mic or that little camera, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I mean it, it works. You you get some of the background noise, but you know you can still hear the, the people. So. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little bit. Yeah, so so yeah, I see. Yeah, directional I'm, mic is good. Yeah, I'm not always fancy, so that's what I'll, I'll be doing at Long Beach. That's true. You're you're still pretty straight. Yeah, I I, I remember where my roots are. And keep it keeping real. it real. Yeah. Keeping it real, Tony G style. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's been two hours, and I'm sure you have things to do. Now that you, yeah. you you've you've wrapped up the Flash, you got to figure out what you're going to do in your your work area. It is wrapped up. Actually, the first thing I'm going to do is uh, I have this this dry erase board in my kitchen. Um, and you know, so my entire, um, I guess pantry door is a dry erase. Um, and you know, I was, I jotted down all the, the key points for the, our last story arc. And that's been on my wall for, I guess, I don't know, seven, eight months now. So I'm going to, can erase that and, uh, put in a new entry, you know, should take a picture of it first. I will. I will Instagram it just for you, Tony. But you can't do it until after. You can't spoil anything. Well, I've, you know, it's already out. Yeah, twenty issue twenty five isn't even on my wall. Oh, like I said, that was a complete. You know, it's, we're like, ah, oh, twenty four, we're done. And then they're like, hey, you know, would you like to do twenty five? It was just an opportunity to tell a story in the past, and you know, we we didn't want to let that go. You know, yeah, it's, it's good to to be part of Barry's history. So that's that's what I'm going to do next. Wipe that door off and and start start off detective. 
Yeah. I mean, technically, we've we've already started. We submitted our overview for the year a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. But, this, you know, today is officially the, the beginning of the next project. That's cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So, exciting. so now you're going to have to wait for someone to make you a bat cowl that you can wear. Well, you know, the, the guy who made my flash cowl has already started. Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm sure I'll post it online. Yeah. Um, he actually did the the cowl that Lee Bermejo uh, based his Batman cowls on, mm. and he, you know, he freaked out when he's like, "Holy shit!" You know, the, apparently the the new movie they might use the cowl that Lee Bermejo drew in Batman Noel, and Lee Bermejo used my buddy's you know sculpts mm-hmm. as reference so you know he's pretty excited about it but he's got oh, too bad i'm not gonna get paid for it I'm like mm-hmm. well that's how it goes buddy yeah you know so but yeah i'm excited to get a little, little bat cow yeah. you've seen the flash one right uh, yeah just, just pictures did you see do you see the one that i sent brian uh i don't think he, so. he wore it in san diego um i sent it to him and i think he wore it at a panel no, I didn't. I never get to go to the panels unless uh, unless I yeah. get invited up there. You know, I'm mm. too busy running around asking people to draw draw pictures. You know, that's that's a true. Character and a weird thing. Well, if you ever see Brian, tell him tell him to bring it. It's it's pretty cool. Maybe that's at Long Beach, cool. I should say, bring that. And there you go. There you go. But yeah, the Batman cowl. Take out my Batman black and white toys. You know, next chapter. Mm. Cool. Well, I know I can speak for everyone that we're all looking forward to it. So well, thanks, man. Thanks. Something. Yeah, actually, I just wanted to say thanks for always supporting our book, uh, Tony. And same thing with everybody at Comic Vine. Everyone's uh, if there's one place that I find that people don't complain too much is Comic Vine. Yeah, it, you have a lot of happy people. I'm, I'm proud of that. That you know they're they're not like as angry. I mean, there's there's a, the occasional angry people and. We've gotten a little bit more, occasional, but occasional. but they're not like I mean other sites. I mean they're just plain old rude and just. Oh, well, remember when Newsarama had a message board un- right under the article? Mm-hmm. They stopped Ouch. doing it. Yeah, and it was the most. I think that that was one of the most negative places. Yeah. Uh, on the internet for for fan response. That's that's. It's it felt like people were were trying to outdo each other in, in the terribleness of their posts. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, you know, they have the anonymity where, you know, they can hide behind an avatar and try sure. to try to belittle other people to make themselves feel better. It's like, come on, man. You know, it's like, we all love sure. comics. Let's just all be happy and, you know, talk about the books we like instead of yeah. trying, to, trying to piss I, all over everything. Yeah. I, I, that's what I like about your, uh, the fans of your site. They, they seem to be pretty, pretty positive happy people yeah you know? i i enjoy it and and that's that's another reason why you know i like going to all the shows you know one to see you guys and the other thing because you know the when the people from our community come up and they're like hey and you know it's great you know seeing even if i'm in the middle of running somewhere it's just to you know say hi to someone and i mean it's, it's it's very humbling so sure yeah it's 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 fun it's it's, it's like a high school reunion except it's with people that you want to see yeah that's what comic cons are like. Yeah. All right. All right, Tony. I'll well, let you get going. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. Appreciate well, now it. that you're you're in my contacts list, 
Well, I'll start bugging you more. There you go. And then you'd be like, man, again. Well, you know, I guess if whoever you're interviewing can't make it, and then you call Brian, and then Brian can't make it, uh, yeah. I don't know. I might start calling you before Brian now. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I should feel good or bad. <laughs> I don't know. Because, you know, with, with, with Brian, I'll call him maybe. I don't know how he's going to feel about me playing. I, I, I can't top that. I think you should just, you know, similar to how um, John Suntress has uh, Ethan Van Skyver doing these songs, you can have uh, Brian sing the latest pop hits. Yeah. Well, the, the problem is the license. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I probably shouldn't be playing this. Probably not. Probably not. It's kind of like a, you ever see that the infomercial where it's like called Kids Sing? Oh, Kids Kids Bop. Kids Bop. It's that's like it. oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Called Brian Bop. Yeah, Booch Bop. Booch Booch Bop. Yeah. Damn, that's good. All right, I think that's a good place to end it. <laughs> yeah. So all right, we'll definitely talk soon, and I guess we have to wait a ways till next spring because I, I think it's like not official, official like when so. We're just going to yeah. wait till those yeah. solicits come out and we're like, this is the date. This is the month. We're trying to do it right. You know, I, I do need some time to catch my breath. Yeah. No, and you deserve it. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad you took some time off this year and, yeah. you know, did, did your, your sure. trip with all those gorgeous pictures. Oh, it's, uh, it, was, it was extremely, extremely liberating. I've, I've been going at it for a very, very long time, like even before new 52 started so it was nice but on one hand you guys will be getting plenty of brian Richelotto comics until you know detective stars you know unfortunately i can only do one thing at a time yeah but plenty of brian to go around so yeah. make sure to check that out yeah we will all right francis thanks a lot and all right we'll, man we'll, we'll talk soon all right take care tony all right so that has been another episode because <laughs> We talked for so long, which was wonderful. I have to go to the bathroom. So um, I'm not going to do any of the other questions. I hope you enjoyed the show. It was great talking to Francis. Um, I have missed him at the conventions, but 2014 will be a new year. So hopefully we, we will see him at San Diego and other places. If you have questions, I will address them next time. So you can go to the Ask G-Man video question thread on a general discussion um, forum. You can go to Twitter, uh, Gman from Heck, and use the hashtag AskGman. So ask your questions; they will be answered. We should be back next week with another guest. Make sure you listen to the other podcast too. Look at all our stuff. Go to the Facebook page. Um, look up um, Invincibly Super Massive Compact Podcast of Stuff, but spell it correctly, not the way I just enunciated it. Because um, like what I did this week is I announced I was like, "Hey, Francis Manipole is going to be on if you have questions." So that's where we. Got those questions. So like the page if, if you like this podcast and if you use Facebook. I know a lot of people don't like Facebook because they're like, oh, private. Just don't put your life history out on Facebook. Like I, I, don't, I don't put my life history out on Facebook and you know, I, I just put everything else, pictures of toys and stuff. So thanks for listening. Uh, I love you all and I'll talk to you guys next week or tomorrow on the other podcast. Or no, not tomorrow. <laughs> Two days, Friday. What day is it? I don't know. All right, goodbye. So, so my question, my is, question is, who could it be? Could it be? We, don't we don't know. know. And I would like to ask you which comic book does affect you most emotionally. Yeah. Yeah.
That's the question. Don't shake your head. I love Alan Davis. This is a John Burr issue. I love Alan Davis. I, I, I wasn't a fan of this. That's the question. You can't blame the immediate creative team. I gave this a two. <laughs>